When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. My name is John Kelly with the Gandalf the Red. Oh, my God. I had God. to remember. I had to remember. Gandalf the Red. Here we go. With right here Gandalf. with me. We got to make this happen, dude. Like, Gandalf can, the Red has to happen. You can try. I think it needs to happen. I think it needs to happen. We're going we're gonna to keep pushing it. I, I don't know if anybody's going to go for it, but I'm going to keep pushing it. My official trail name is Yosemite Sam. And I got a uh, a gift from um, a supporter, and it was a couple of things. But one of them was a, uh, a tie that had different um, animated characters on there. Yeah, Yosemite Sam being the one that's featured. So that's that was great. super awesome, man. I'm telling you, GTR Gandalf the Red. <laughs> Off the red. If you, don't, if you don't know what he's talking about, you gotta go back and listen to the most recent episode. Yeah, you have to listen to last week's episode because there's a whole thing in there. So, but I, I'm gonna keep pushing this. I'm gonna make this happen. We're, you're gonna have to change your channel from Jeremiah Stringer hikes to Gandalf the Red. A man can try. Gandalf the Red. <laughs> All right. So today we're gonna do something different. Yes. We've never done anything like this on our podcast. Mm-hmm. We've talked about gear we like. We've had guests on for live streams and for podcasts, and we've done all this stuff. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to take a beloved piece of gear. Yeah, I love it. A beloved piece of gear, one that we've both used multiple times. I hate it. And we are going to find its fatal flaw, and we are going to explain to the company that created this piece of gear what they need to do to fix it. Yes, and you know what? I think that people are going to like this. And if they too. do like it then I think that we should do more because there's a lot of pieces of gear that I love that are detrimentally flawed in one way or another. And if we could just fix the one thing. Just the one. Just the one thing. That's just all the I'm one. asking. And I know that their research and development teams and their millions of dollars that they're paying them are so much smarter than I am. But I'm still going to rip it to shreds. But are they? Because today we're solving all their problems for them. If anything... This should give us lifetime supplies of these pieces of gear. And royalties. And royalties. I'm asking for royalties. So, if and, you, But if you would like to help out the channel and, and make this thing something where more people can hear it, you can mm-hmm. just, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a big five-star rating. Like, go out there and leave a comment. Let people know what you think about the podcast. Even if you don't like it, put something out there so people know about the podcast. Yeah, It helps to get the news out so people can find out about the podcast, more people can listen, and we get to make more content. And uh, we've actually talked about taking this on the road, maybe doing some remote versions of this podcast. And so yeah. uh, as the podcast grows, maybe we can afford to take some trips every once in a while to do these podcasts. I'd love to do some uh, some like section hikes on the Appalachian Trail. Ooh, yeah, And then like set up at a hostel or two and maybe... Uh, talk to some people that we know that are hiking the AT through that section at the time or people that have been guests on the podcast before that that are hiking through there or something along those lines because I think that'd be that really would be fun. awesome. That would be awesome. I think we need to do it. Yeah. So leave a comment. 
give us a review. Let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, let's talk about this piece of gear. Okay. So, spoiler alert, the piece of gear is the Sawyer Squeeze, and it is my favorite filter. And it's not, it's not the Sawyer Mini. No. It's not the Sawyer Micro. We are talking about the almost bulletproof, like, ultimate filter that everybody seems to be using how many what percent of backpackers do you think that filter water what percent of them do you think use a sawyer squeeze 60 65 percent i was thinking the same i was thinking like somewhere a little over 50 percent, and that is a majority i mean that is a lot that's a massive majority when you consider how many filters are out there yes because there are people that use like uh like the grail bottles i've got mm-hmm. one of those and um, if if you're backpacking on longer trails if you look at all the pieces of gear that people are using at the beginning of the trail you'll see a ton of different filters oh you've got pump filters mm-hmm. you've got life straws you've got all kinds of different things that people have out there <laughs> the life straw so I, I was on this one trip and i think if i remember correctly there's a couple of guys that i was friends with but weren't experienced with backpacking yeah and so one of them was using the life straw, and we're on this trip, and I was like, why are you using that life straw? And they're like, well, I want to purify my drinking water. And I was like, well, but how do you carry the water with you? Like, with the life, do you have to suck it into your mouth and just spit it in your bottle? So that's kind of gross. But there's no, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> or if you I, want- I just got this, like, horrible vision of some dude, like, literally sucking water out of a pond or a, or uh-huh. a creek and then spitting it into a bottle. Into this bottle. Filling this up with spit-laden water. Isn't that disgusting? That, well, I mean, it's your own spit. It's I in your mouth to begin with. Still so. can't be that sanitary because you're going to be drinking it later. And well, it's, it came out of your mouth, right? Yes. came so out of your, your mouth. mouth is already unsanitary? No, but with if you're hiking in the heat and the uh, moisture, I mean, your mouth is already, you know... Hot there may be a fatal moist, flaw with what you're saying right there. No, I'm saying I'm just I, I'm saying if you spit into this bottle and you just leave it at some point, it's well, gonna you're mold. not just spitting into the bottle. You're you're, you're putting water in it. I know that you're was diluting. Your I mean, I don't know. My man. point you, is, is it's not very sanitary to spit into the bottle and then to drink. That's your drinking. This water. is what I'll say. I don't know if it's necessarily unsanitary. It just sounds gross. It sounds gross. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I, I don't want to do it. I think it sounds gross. I'll agree with you. But I, I mean, it was in your mouth. So, I mean, how bad is it to take what was in your mouth and put it back in your so, mouth? I wanted I asked him, how do you carry the water with you if you're using a life straw? And you can't. The answer is the answer is you can't unless you either spit it back in the bottle or you use your bottle as a dirty water bottle and you put the straw in the bottle. Exactly. Or the bottle Which that's actually not a bad way to do it. it well, you can't carry this bottle and use a, a Nalgene unless, or not a Nalgene, but a Life Straw unless you have a separate container to pour the water in because the mouth on the bottle is not big enough for the Life Straw to go in. But if you have a bigger one, like uh-huh. say, like I've got a bottle over there, I can't remember what the brand is, but it's like the 45 uh-huh. instead of the, what is this, the threading on this one? I can't remember the numbers. Uh, I don't know, 22 but or something? Something like that. The But the threading on this is 45 millimeter. Uh-huh. And that'll fit perfectly. Yeah, and you can just drink right out of it. Yeah, but the life straw, I assume, is going to weigh more than the squeeze. Wouldn't you think? I've got one. It's not. I, I don't think it weighs more. I think it'd have to be at least the same or more. It's bigger. I mean, it may not be as dense. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's as dense. Yeah. It's kind of like the um, 
Uh, which McCall filter? The one I like so much, the B free. Uh huh. Got it down B free. It's it's lighter than the Sawyer. Yeah, but those bags, man, the bags that make it taste like latexy. Well, I'm not talking about the taste. I'm just saying as far as weight, we're comparing. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just the weight. So, but anyways, the let's... point isn't about the live straw. I was just telling a story of. Yeah, let's talk about know. the fatal flaw of the Sawyer squeeze. What is it about the Sawyer squeeze that is a complete fail? <sighs> A lot of filters have this issue. If if it is below freezing and you don't have it, you don't have some external form of heat, either the filter is somewhere near your body or like it is insulated somehow with an external form of heat, it's going to freeze. And that's not as big of an issue as not knowing that it froze. Because, well, and let's, let's shoot straight. It's not the freezing itself that's the problem. Right. It's that when it freezes, water does something weird. It's the only thing that does this. Not the only, but it's one of the only commonly used Okay, we'll say substances. that, yes. Water expands when it freezes. While most things, when they get colder, they actually shrink, uh-huh. water expands when it freezes. Yeah. And so what it's doing is it's, it's breaking the fibers inside of the filter. Yeah, and they're microscopic. Yes. So the when the water freezes without getting too scientific and the molecular structure changes, I get I don't know if it yeah, I guess it would be the molecular structure is changing. It's going into more of a crystal form. And, right, right. And that's making it bigger because it's creating space in between those molecules. I know somebody's out there telling me I'm wrong right now. Well, that's I why you're a math be. teacher, not a <laughs> science teacher. I'll just make it up as I go. So <laughs> What happens is, like John's saying, it's it's ripping apart those fibers, and then when you go to filter through it, it filters completely normal. So I don't know. The only way to know that it was not useful anymore was when you get sick. Yeah, you get diarrhea, and then all of a sudden, well, I'm probably getting contaminated water. And who knows how long it would be before you got water that would make you sick. You could do the rest of the trail and have no idea. Yeah, and, and logistically, if if... It never had water through it. You could freeze one. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. Because all it's going to do is get cold. But when water gets in it, it's the water that's causing the problem. Yeah. And how long does it take for the water inside to dry? That I have no idea. So how long, But when you get home from a trip and you back flush that filter, how long do you wait until you stick it in a storage bin? Did you say it's a week, two weeks? It's not that long. Two days? It's like a couple days, maybe. Sometimes I, I do it after a day, depending on how hot it is. My gra- we're in my garage right now. For people who don't realize that, if you don't see the garage door behind me. Um, <laughs> but uh, all my stuff is in the garage. Mm-hmm. I have a space heater just to make sure that my water filters don't freeze and that kind of stuff. But, uh, I mean, in the summer, this this garage can get up to like 100 degrees. Yeah. So I can leave it sitting, just leave it, leave it sitting out, and it's, it's dry in a day. I don't know how that works for the humidity. Seems like if you were, can water evaporate in 100% humidity? Well, it's not 100% humidity in here, so. But not right now, but in the Kentucky summer. Uh, it's not, but it's not humid in here. It's not humid in your garage? No, because, like, there's a barrier between the outside and here. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how the like, humidity works and how it's captured and stuff. Yeah. I just figured it would get just as humid in here as on the no, other side of that no, door. No, it's, it's not you walk outside from being in here, uh-huh. and it feels like it's hotter outside even if it's hotter in here. Oh, uh, okay. Because the humidity is just so thick outside. Yeah. So my point is, is though, with the filter, um, once it freezes, then you don't know until you get sick. So 
And um, you don't even real unless the only thing that, that can be that can let you know is when you try to use it and it doesn't go through because it's frozen. Yes. So yes. that's that's the one way like typically you're gonna know it's frozen and not to use it again. Because you're gonna try and use it, it's frozen, it doesn't work. Yeah. And you're done. Like that's why you have Aquamira or uh you have some kind of tablets that you can put yeah. in to water purify. I can't remember some of the other names of them, but having something like that that you can put in instead. Mm-hmm. I think it's was it potted aqua. You can also use bleach. potable aqua. Yeah, bleach is another one. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like ever in a disaster situation. Now, people, yeah. what we're not saying is don't drink straight bleach. No, we're not trying to. Well, drinking oh. straight bleach <laughs> is bad. Uh, yeah. Just saying. I think it is one capful per one gallon of water, and then let it sit. If I remember right, and this is definitely research this. Don't just do it because I'm saying it. Because I'm trying to remember what I heard on Man vs. Wild from like 2007 on Discovery Channel. Okay? I think it's, Wow, you even remember the year. That's impressive, man. I'll just make it up as I go. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> All the facts. <laughs> fact check them because I just make them up. There you go. So I think it's one cap for one gallon and you have to wait one hour. Yeah. I think that's it. It's like 30 minutes to an hour or something. Or bleach. Like that. Yeah. And then the, obviously on the tablets and stuff you buy, it's going to have directions. And if you do it right, you re- you don't taste the bleach. I've never tried it. I've so actually I've actually done it. So yeah. I do know that if if you're in a disaster situation, you can fill up your bathtub. That's clean water. Your hot water heater still has clean water. And your uh, the the commodes, like the back of the toilet, those have. I don't know if I'd consider it clean because there may be like rust and stuff in there from the the plumbing parts. Yeah. But if you had a backpack and felt that's one of the best things about backpacking, dude. It's like you're you have prepared a bug for disasters. Bag. Yeah, you yeah. have a bug out bag. So you remember last year whenever we had that big, or I guess it might have been earlier this year. I can't remember now, but there's like a giant ice storm. Texas's power grid almost went out. Yeah. Some people are out of electricity for two weeks. And I did want like a kerosene heater and generator and stuff. But I was like, man, worst case scenario, I still have like a zero degree <laughs> underquilt. And, you know, like I'm good. And well, the other night, our power went out here mm-hmm. in Nicholasville, like literally two nights ago. I bet you had eight lanterns you could have used. Yeah, I had I had three I had three camping lanterns. Mm-hmm. Two were just the little LED ones from Vaunt, I think is the name of the company. And you just pull them open. Yeah, and works had fine. two of those out, had a, had a camping lantern out. I was getting ready to pull out quilts just in case uh, it got cold on the kids and myself and my wife. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We, we were prepared. I mean, we would have been fine. Yeah, you got a good bug-out system if you get into backpacks. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap. And I get a lot of comments on the YouTube channel saying, hey, I'm more of a bushcrafter. I'm more of a survivalist. But I see, like, if I carry a BRS stove at 20-something grams yeah. versus, like, a butane like a big, heavy Coleman stove, I I can use, I could carry three knives instead of one of these giant stoves. Right. When I could just have just a little one and a couple of canisters. Of course, in the wintertime, you usually have uh, a different kind of canister stove. Yeah. So, and that's really useful in, in a case like what we're talking about. A lot of overlap. But yeah. anyway. So let's, let's get back to the filter. Now, so the Sawyer squeeze. Here's the flaw. Yeah. It freezes. Yes. And when it freezes, it's done. Yes. Throw it away. Yes. There's no future. But the biggest problem is you don't know that it's frozen sometimes. Right. You. My thing is, what if I left it out on the ground, 
It got down to 29 degrees, maybe. I mean, I have my phone, but I slept through the night, and I don't really know exactly the spot where I was camping at. Was it cold enough to freeze? I didn't have it in the foot box of my top quilt or whatever. Yeah. How do I know it's safe to use the next day? Am right. I going to go waste another 30 bucks and buy a filter? So there's two things we got to focus on here. Okay. we got to focus on how do we know and prevention. Yes. Those are the two things. Okay. So so let's talk about you. I know we've talked a little bit about this over lunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the things you think they need to do to uh, allow kind of a warning system for this? I, I think that they there are two ideas that come to mind to fix the problem of not knowing if it froze or not. Solution number one: some kind of indicator that you can see from the outside of the filter. And I don't know what that looks like. Just like if you grew up watching Star Trek, you didn't know about the iPhone. I mean, they had some things in there, and they're talking about future technology, but you can't really imagine it because it hasn't happened yet. Right, right. So I I can't say what that would look like, whether it would be some kind of color-coordinated system, whether it is some piece of technology that's integrated somehow. But I do have an alternative. You need some type of, uh, you, you know, like professional wrestling, they will, it look like they got a busted mouth, but they really bit into like a blood, like a little, you know, they bite into the blood thing. Actually, and they'll, they'll, like, what they'll do a lot of times is they'll actually bite their lip on purpose to make it bleed. Oh. Uh, well, I was talking about the little blood pill things. Yeah, they you know, actually, they actually don't do that. Oh, okay. Well, I was completely mistaken, but I guess I'm not a big enough professional That's, wrestler. It's all good, man. So, but you know what I'm talking about yeah, when I, I know say exactly that. what you're saying, yeah. So, like the little prank blood pill Yeah, thing. it's like if you're an actor. Like, they're not really bleeding in those movies. Yeah. You, know, they're, you can bite into yeah. that. So, you should have something like that that somehow is in between the fibers or some... Some dye that comes out that shows, hey, the crystal structure of the water where it's expanded has broken this barrier, and then now it's dyeing the water a distinct color so you know explicitly. The problem is, how do you make sure that that's safe? It's not well, going to fail. How, what if, what if, if Sawyer was to provide like a winter kit? And in the winter kit, they have strips. So if you knew it, it froze the night before, you can get up in the morning uh-huh. And you can you can filter some of the water on that strip, and if there's any contaminants, it would give you a readout of there's Giardia, there's this, you know what I'm like? Yeah, like eight common pathogens. Yeah, that and each one is triggered catching. by a different color. So you'd have like you could you could filter some water onto the strip, let the water pour down the strip, give it like three minutes, and then it would give you a readout, like show you different colors of what might be in your water. And if it comes out blue all the way across, you're good to go. We're spitballing here, too. Wouldn't this that be, wouldn't that be a the, great option, though? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's simple. You don't have to actually change the filter to do that. And you don't need it every time that you go. No, you just need it when it's cold. Yes. Just need to have those with you, be able to put that on there to test it in the morning first thing to make sure that overnight it didn't freeze. Uh-huh. So Save a lot of time, a lot of trouble. It had to be cost efficient. So I would pay an extra, what, two bucks or something with the filter to add on the winter package. Right. Well, and, and I come back with, I always come back to, you know, one of the things you'll always hear is, well, 
put it in a Ziploc bag and sleep with it and mm-hmm. all this. I get that. A, sleep bo- a Ziploc bag bust open, and yeah. then you get water in your sleeping bag. And yeah. then you're ticked off. And, 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 and then you're, like, wet, and it's cold outside. So that's not a good combination. Yeah. And so why – two things. Two mm-hmm. things. Okay. Why, why hasn't Sawyer come out with caps? Why, had, why don't they not have waterproof caps that screw onto either end of it so that it seals the ends? So if you want to sleep with it, just it's throw not, it in there. Yeah, you just throw it in with you. Then you don't have to worry about it. You know it's going to stay warm at night, but you also know you're not going to get wet. I mean, all you got to do is is put some gaskets in the cap mm-hmm. so that it's not going to leak any water out. Well, screw that into either end. One end's already going to have an O-ring in it because it's the part that screws on to your bottle. Right. So, so, so why that end, that end can be sealed by screwing in a coupling. Why don't they have end caps? Like they do have the, the snaps closed. I worry less about that. I don't. But the snaps aren't going to help you because the snaps can come loose in your sleep. If you yeah. have to literally unscrew it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not happening in your sleep. Yeah, especially with the O ring in there because there's so much friction from yeah. that piece of rubber. I just don't trust. I, it will never freeze if it's in your sleeping bag, unless you're not in Ever. a sleeping bag. But even then, it, it shouldn't freeze. I think it will. I think that this is a misnomer that without an external form of heat, something won't freeze. Don't you? Like, say, for example, it's wintertime. It gets dark at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. and it's a cold day. The high is 38 degrees. You set everything up. You filtered your water. You're going to hang out around the campfire. And right now, your filter is above freezing. Yeah. And then you take it off your bottle or your dirty water bag or wherever you have it. You stick it in a Ziploc bag, and you throw it in your sleeping bag. But you're not going to be in that sleeping bag for at least a couple of hours. I think that if the temperature drops and there's not some form of external heat, like a, a hand warmer or something, or your body heat in that sleeping bag with it, it's still going to freeze. Okay. So let me ask a question because I'm going with you. I agree with you on that. Okay. So what are the most important things about survival? That you have to have. You have food, water, and shelter. Food, water, and shelter. Yes. So if water is so important, Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to these caps. Yes. The reason I keep coming back to them is because if you have the caps and it's not going to leak, you can wear it in your jacket against your body at all times. Yes. That thing will never freeze. I like it. Ever. And if it doesn't ever freeze, guess what you don't have to worry about doing testing the water because it's not frozen. And you don't, instead of leaving it in your backpack where you're hiking in this weather and it could freeze sitting in your backpack, Uh you've got it in your jacket knowing you're not going to be soaked from the, from it leaking all over you. You get where I'm coming from? I just feel like there's got to be a way to pull that off. (laughs) I know, but I think that. That prevents the issue. I think that Sawyer doesn't want to do that because it costs more and they're not going to be able to charge enough for it. But also like the fewer. You think two little caps are going to be that expensive? Because here's the thing. They're going to charge a lot more for it than what it costs to make them. And well, I think that it's more complex. I think that we as human beings try to boil things down to their simplest because we only have so much brain power. And we have to rationalize I have things. no brain power? No, Jeremiah. I said what, we what only is... have so much. I said so much brain power. And we have to simplify things in order for us to comprehend them. You know, that's why there there is a such thing as stereotypes. It's not because yeah. 
it's not because those, those stereotypes don't exist and some people fit those molds and stuff. It's because just as it's human nature to like boil things down Jeremiah, to the simplest. Is it possible? Did you ever think of putting end caps on that filter before? No, but you, you haven't think, let me finish. Do you think it's possible that Sawyer <laughs> never thought about that either? And that maybe, just maybe, the backpacking podcast is revolutionizing water filtering through the Sawyer squeeze right now as we're sitting here. <laughs> One can only hope, but I I'm think... I'm just saying. I think they might have thought that. I don't know. They didn't. They may not have. I don't know. I'm, I'm claiming it. It's mine. I'm actually going to apply for a patent tomorrow. <laughs> I'll support you in that patent. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when you change things, there's trickle-down effects. Right. So, like, if you change... I don't know in today's market how they package Sawyer's uh, filters. But right. I do know that if they add something to it, they'll most likely have to change that packaging. And then the result of changing that packaging means that a, a number of other people either have to manipulate something in a computer or you have people that are working somewhere that have to make some changes. They may not, though, because when they do the one, uh, what is it, the one that has all the connectors and stuff mm-hmm. in it. It's probably just in like a big yeah, they, you can just, plastic container. Yeah, I don't know that they'd have to change the packaging for that. So they, they may just, not. I'm they just may just have that. to change a label, but I'm that's just, easy. I'm throwing it out there that it's not only the caps that have to well, change. How about this? How about this? I'll uh-huh. throw this out there. If anyone is listening right now and you're an MYOG kind of person, which is make your own gear, mm-hmm. if and you're one a, of those people and you have a 3D printer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And you want to start making these, please call me. I will buy one tomorrow uh, because that would be a – is that would that not be a great product? That is a great backpacking gift. And you know what? We should make merchandise that has the, uh, the Backpacking Podcast logo, and it is a cap for each end. I tell you, man, we're missing out. I, I really – I didn't. We didn't think about this earlier when we were talking about it, but I really feel like if there was a way to have it leak proof, because uh-huh. that's always the problem with it. Well, it gets wet. I mean, we all have the mesh bag. It goes in that it's mesh for a reason, so it can drain out as you're hiking, uh-huh. and you always put it in the side. Most, at least most people put it in their side pocket uh-huh. because there's a hole in the bottom of the pocket, and it drains out, and you don't have to worry about water being gathering around and all that stuff. How awesome would it be? Well, that in the cold weather. Uh huh. I'm not worried about the warm weather. You keep it right here in your little zip, like keep quarter zip, right up against chest your pocket, chest, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here well, for a second. Of course you are, because that's your job, bro. Yes. So, And this is, I'm not just playing devil's advocate. This is something that I believe. Most of the time, simple is better. And so a lot of people are, are going to say, and I'm not saying there's not a market for what you're talking about. I know there's a market. Yeah, I think there's a market too. But I'm saying there's a lot of people that are going to say, Ziploc is one piece. It's very easily replaceable. Those caps are easy to lose, but a Ziploc is probably, in all likelihood, a fraction of the weight, and I can take multiple with me, and it's still a fraction of the weight. And if it fails, they're super inexpensive. So when you're adding more components, it's probably driving up the cost a little bit because what you said, there could be a market. Yeah. You could, they could... Add two pennies to how much they're costing to package it, but then charge you an extra $5. And genuinely, I get that. Yeah, and I'm fine with them making money. But I would never use it in the summer. That's the whole thing. This is strictly a winter item. And you know as well as I do, everything you take winter backpacking is heavier. Yeah. Everything you take is heavier. An extra third of an ounce. Mm -hmm. Not going to matter. It does not matter without when you're doing wintertime backpacking. It just doesn't matter. And so 
I still believe like for wintertime only. Like that that's what we're talking about. It's uh-huh. freezing. It's not gonna freeze in June. Yeah. You know, unless you're like you're higher elevation. Yeah, sixteen thousand feet up or something. Uh-huh. Or you're uh, in a different part of the world. Right. That... On the other side of the equator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, the thing is like this we're talking about freezing. We're talking about winter. Uh-huh. And I think prevention makes the need for the other stuff not matter. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Exactly. So I think, you know, like the strips, like we talked about, that would be nice. Yeah. Having something like you talk to dye maybe that, that releases when the fibers break, that might be nice. Mm-hmm. But the truth is if you just have a way where you can guarantee it's not going to freeze, that's a whole lot better. I think that you you already have a way, though. You just stick it in a Ziploc. And on top – I'm, I get I'm what you're saying. I understand. No, I agree with you on that. I don't because disagree. that is a solution that you have right now. But I don't like it in my back and my sleeping bag that way. No, and you could double ziplock it. But I'm thinking that um, I think that for you, it's a bigger issue. It is a bigger issue to you about the leakage than it is to me. Yeah, I just don't and want my. I don't want to be wet when it's cold. I don't either. But I have found that. One thing you got to do is hold in the O-ring. So if you look at a Sawyer squeeze, the top is where you screw on like your bottle cap or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you're using. Yeah. And then the bottom is what screws onto the dirty water intake or right. outtake or whatever. Right, right. And there's an O-ring in there. If you lose that O-ring and you flip that filter upside down. It's going everywhere. Yeah, it just pours out because the O-ring is sealing off that excess water from coming around coming out around the edges. So you have to hold in the O-ring and then you give it a number of good shakes and all that water that's still in those fibers, I'm talking like 85% of it comes out of there. So even worst case scenario of the, I don't know how much water's left in it, maybe half an ounce. Yeah. Sometimes it's quite a bit, and it's enough that it's going to soak your socks if it gets on them, Yeah. if it drains on them. If you shake out all that water, even if it did leak, you're almost getting no wet on you. And for me... It's not a big issue, but it sounds like for you. Well, the only reason I don't like that is because if it's cold, I don't want my hand getting wet. I don't want anything getting wet. Like, cold. and so I, I don't, don't want. Even... I don't want to put my finger over that thing and shake it. I'd rather just put a cap on it and not worry about it anymore. Yeah, you have to shake both sides too. You yeah. got to shake the water out of the uh, intake part, like the flow. Yeah, got to shake the flow out of both sides. Of like I said, I'm only talking. I'm literally only talking wintertime stuff. So, like, yeah. any getting wet in the wintertime, I don't like. And, you know, these are only a few solutions that we've talked about. And this is literally, like, made up on the spot. I mean, like you mentioned, we talked a couple oh, yeah. things we, at lunch earlier. We're totally spitballing this whole thing, man. Yes. This is all spitballing the whole thing. There are going to be people listening to this thing, and this is the dumbest thing they've ever heard us say in our whole yeah. lives. And, you know, you might be right. Yeah. But it was entertaining. And you, you probably have a better idea that you should either – capitalize on or submit to Sawyer so that you can make this product even better than what we have. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things they could do. I think it'd be great if Sawyer made a winter kit for oh, yeah. the for the Sawyer squeeze. I just, like something maybe an insulated sleeve for it or, you know, different uh, just different things. There's things they can do that could that could help. I think the caps would person I think the caps would be great. Yeah. But they may think it's a dumb idea, and that's fine. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I mean, when it comes down to it, I use the B-Free anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have a B-Free <laughs> as well, but the bag busted on me, and I didn't know that you could just send it back and get a new bag. Well, and they sell second, like third-party ones that are awesome, that are better than the original. Yeah, it got to be better than the original, man, because those taste like you're drinking out of a like a latex glove, dude. It's You know, I've never drank out of the original bag. Well, don't. You're not missing anything. I, I just never have. I bought the... Uh, 
Oh, what is it? The Hydropack Seeker 3 liter. Uh-huh. It's got the same size threads as the yeah. P3. Yeah, you just put it right on the end of that, and you got three liters of water. Huh. I don't know, man. But I am I am excited to see people's take on this episode because I had a lot of fun dissing something I absolutely love and have... I mean, I bought multiple of them. Oh, I've man. used every Sawyer. I, I could do a completely separate episode because I think the micro is better than the squeeze if you can fix the flow rate, and I think the mini is better than both of them if you can fix the flow rate. I don't like the mini at all. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Hydro Blue filter. That was I actually the first those. filter I ever used was the Hydro Blue filter. Yeah, what did you not like? It, just the flow rate wasn't great. So and if you fix the flow rate. Yeah, it's always flow rate. That's why I like. That's why I'm a big fan of Be Free. That flow rate mm-hmm. is insane, and the squeeze is pretty good flow rate too. Yeah, it's good. But I'm telling you, the Be Free, and a lot of people complain about it clogging up and all that. But dude, I I have not had it clogged on me in any trip I've taken, yeah. because I know some things you can do to keep it from being that way. So, yeah. it's it's amazing. But either way, this was fun. I've really enjoyed this. This was Jeremiah's idea, and it's a great idea. Yeah, and, we can make a whole series, dude. And if you've got ideas of gear you want us to like do this with, yeah, shoot, shoot us some ideas, and we'll figure out ways to like totally diss the gear, and yeah. even know if it's something we love. Backpacking podcast on the Instagram and uh, you Spotify. Know, yeah, well, I'm just talking about like if you wanted to contact us. Oh, dude. You can't contact us through Spotify. <laughs> no, you can on you can on Anchor. Yeah, you can, you can on send Anchor. Voice messages. Hey, just go to backpackingpodcast.com. Uh huh. And that'll let you. And you do can that. You can, mess- you can actually leave us a voice message on there, which yeah. is kind of fun. We've had a couple, which has yeah. been kind of fun. Just so. randomly, I, I, yeah, it's kind of funny. But yeah, also, shoot us a message, and if we like it, we may put it on the show. Uh, yeah, you can add them to the show yeah. too, or uh, just an, uh, an email. Yeah, backpackingpodcast at gmail. But I would like the voice messages personally. Yeah. Or a, a quick video DM and here, and here's on the thing, Insta. Here's the thing. If you if you send us the voice message <laughs> oh God, and John, we decide to use your piece of gear. We're going to get so many voice messages. This, listen this, though. If, but if, if you send us a voice message and we like your suggestion and we do that as an episode, yeah. that voice message will be played during that episode. At least some of it. Oh, yeah. At least some of it. At least. If not all of it. If it's a good one. I mean, you know. Yeah, if it's good, I, I'd definitely be willing to play the whole thing. I think it'd be great. Either way, this was fun. And uh, I'm getting ready to drive to Eastern Kentucky for Thanksgiving right now. Yeah, man. We record this episode a little early, and Thanksgiving for me starts tomorrow. Yep. It's crazy, man. Thanksgiving starts for everybody tomorrow because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know. But, <laughs> but the episode's coming out closer to Christmas. It is coming out, yeah. 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 So, anyways, it's been a great episode. And for myself, Ed Jeremiah Stringer, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Adios, folks.